Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter at TKD. So we've asked you to send through text on the temperate bedshed text line or call us on the open line on 13 12 55. And someone who has called us is Ryan. Ryan, welcome to the show. Morning, Duff. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, what did you want to ask? Oh, I just I was interested to know what would have you done? Like, if you wouldn't have kept Simpson in there, who would have you bought in? Like, so, what, what coach? Just an untried coach? Or like... yeah, yeah, well, not an untried coach because every coach that gets a senior coaching job now usually has a, a seven to ten apprenticeship done as an assistant coach and a senior assistant coach. But I think over the years, Ryan, the AFL system has shown it's perfectly capable of producing new coaches. And if you look at, say, Rich, Richmond's situation at the moment, they've got Andrew McWalter in the chair as a caretaker coach, and he's a strong contender for the senior coaching position, but I'm told he's no guarantee to get it. Now, Andrew McWalter has acquitted himself very well with the Richmond playing list. So if someone like Jaren, Gian, Daniel Gian Syracuse comes over the top and gets the Richmond job, then Andrew McWalter would be one to look at. I would have thought Dean Cox is one they could have looked at. I'm hearing that Dean Cox would have been interested if the position was vacant. Ashley Hansen's done a long apprenticeship at uh, the Western Bulldogs and Carlton and is a person who is highly respected and who the West Coast Eagles are very familiar with. So... I think what we know from recent history is that most premiership coaches in the AFL come from um, young, untried coaches that have done strong apprenticeships. So um, I think they're out there. You've got to back yourself to get the right one. No, I think yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, I would have. I, I thought the Eagles would have gone for a brand new coach, and Hanson and Cox having that history there, Schofield. Throw, there's plenty of names out there, out there. I just, yeah, I'm surprised that they kept Simpson as well. Their record the last two years has been the worst I've seen in the AFL, nearly ever, for the list they've got. Yeah, no, I think uh, if you're worried about things getting worse, well, they have to get worse than five wins in 49 matches. That's pretty hard to do. Ryan, thank you very much for your call. Thanks, mate. And anyone else who wants to join in the show, you can. You can ring, as Ryan did, on the open line, 13 12 55, or send us a text on the temper at Bedshed text line on 13 12. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, send us through a text on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. Joining me on the show now, Jared Healy, one of my favourite footy people and one of my favourite footy critics. Of course, he's with Sports Day on SEN. Jared, welcome to the show. Mark, great to be with you, and I must admit I have trouble with our text number as well, so uh, welcome to the gang. <laughs> Jared, are you surprised by the decision that the West Coast Eagles board took yesterday? I'm actually not. I, mean, I might be one out here, but I think uh, right throughout they're showing great support to Adam. Uh, Paul Fitzpatrick, I think, uh, came out in support of him two or three times publicly. There was no question that the board probably second-guessed itself after the... 100-point uh, belting by Frio, and so they should. Because if that had continued, I think, to the end of the season, they would have been uh, probably thinking slightly different. But it didn't. They saw a rebound, and it was a pretty impressive rebound, given where they came from. So I'm not I'm not surprised that they have stopped it, given the fiscal situation as well. I think that's probably the decision I would have come to. So where do you see them at as a club, Jared? What phase of the rebuild are they in? Oh, pretty much the beginning. I mean, they haven't had a great track record in the recruiting department in recent years, but probably 
last year where they picked up a couple of good kids and Noah Long has been certainly the standout along with Jimby but there's a couple of years of this going on and I think that'll be the time for a handover. And what would Adam Simpson need to change in your eyes or what do they need to change in the footy department, do you think, to get the outcome they need to get over the next two years? Well, they need better talent. I mean, it doesn't matter who's there. Unless you get the increase in talent, it's uh, it's going to stagnate. They're going to lose some players. But it was amazing just when Jeremy McGovern came back into the side. I mean, he's a, he's a generational talent as a defender. And he certainly made them look a much different side against the Bulldogs, so they need for him and Barris and Oscar Allen to play well, Williams to continue his development as a ruckman and he's had a terrific season, he'd be one of the positives out of the season and they need to you know, bring on board a couple of senior players potentially but mainly just keep going to the draft to rebuild uh, as they did in the early days of the, of the Eagles. So on that subject, they now have the number one pick back again from North Melbourne after that was shuffled backwards and forwards over a two-week period. What would you do with that number one pick? Would you stick with Harley Reid based on what you've seen and what you know, or would you be entertaining trading it in for for a couple of top ten picks? Look, I've I've got to declare my hand. I've heard about uh, the number one pick, generational talent, etc. Plays like Dusty. Well, if if you could guarantee he's going to deliver you three Norm Smith medals, well, then you'd obviously uh, stick with him but it's it's a difficult one because they are at at the start and I've seen it work both ways keeping the number one pick and also trading it there was the famous trade uh, where Melbourne traded in for two picks only one of them became a good player in Salem um, but they missed out on Josh Kelly so you can go back and let history be the I guess the determinant of that I, I don't know I mean the, the young bloke in Western Australia who's a you know a tall midfielder could play in a key position he sounds like an enticing player if you get him and another of equal standing well that would be enticing if you get three first rounders that would be enticing but you are turning your back on a kid that's supposed to be a game changer which uh, you need to address but I have no fear of any Victorian going over to Western Australia, I've heard all the, the rumours, etc. but the Eagles have had a great track record of keeping guys, not just for one year, but most of them end up settling in Perth and uh, make their lives over there. So I wouldn't be too concerned about the go-home factor. Yeah, now you come here a bit, Jared, and you've uh, always found it a pretty nice place to visit. And uh, I'd imagine if you'd have been a kid in the draft, you would have come here and stayed here and played, I would have thought. I suspect if... Uh, there had been a sliding doors moment. I'd be holed up somewhere in Margaret River enjoying my retirement. <laughs> um, any surprises for you in the All-Australian squad? Oh, I thought that um, Tarano was pretty stiff to miss out. I thought Paddy Cripps was probably a little bit lucky to be in, uh, given he had a, you know an average start to the season. Um, there's always one or two. Having been a selector for over 20 years, it's very difficult and it's there's always half a dozen that should be in the squad, if not more, and there's always half a dozen that could go on the bench and uh, the interchange. And the discussions around that are always difficult, but uh, ultimately, it's a pretty good squad. There's uh, never any bad players in the All-Australian squad to end the team, so it's, uh, it's great debate and it's great discussion, but ultimately, uh, it's a great honour if you get in. Yeah, no, you're right. We were always talking about who we should shoehorn in. We never get to the yeah. stage where we talk about who we would leave out to uh, to get him in. Hey, yeah. w- one of the blokes that did get in is Oscar Allen, who I know is one of your favourites. Just how good could Oscar Allen be if he gets better delivery than he had this year? 
Oh, he's a he's a super player. I mean, I, I took a lot of heat uh, on Oscar Allen a couple of years ago when I declared him the best young forward in the game in Melbourne, and everyone kept throwing other names at me. But I still maintain that uh, he is the best young forward going around now. I'm not quite sure uh, what Charlie Curnow's age is, so I'd have to refactor in him. But he wasn't a factor at that stage. But he's now the best forward in the game right now. So. Let's uh, take him as an aside, but if, if Oscar Allen is playing in a really good side, he's going to be a dominant player in the competition without question. And I suspect he'll, if he's not captain of the Eagles next year, it won't be long. What would be an acceptable result for you, Jared, for West Coast going forward? Well, I reckon they've got to just get competitive again and uh, not have these 100-point blowouts when it just looked like the the energy in the team and the energy in the, in the club had uh, just totally dissipated it. And that... I think is what was concerning uh, Paul Fitzpatrick and the board. You wouldn't have wanted to continue those 100-point losses to the end, and the fact that they fought back hard probably saved Simo his job. So I think next year you want to see a Hawthorne-like uh, start. You know, that, that's probably an exceptional uh, side for a 16th on the ladder. They were quite superb, having beaten two of the top uh, four sides. But if you can get you know competitive and, and beat some sides in the eight and uh, you know get six or seven wins up, I think that's a really good base upon which to regenerate. Now, if they don't pick up some senior players, you you may have to uh, rethink that. North Melbourne have been rebuilding for five years and they still finished uh, with only a, uh, a couple of wins. I think it was three in the finish. So. You've got to get everything right off the field to, to make sure this thing works on the field as rapidly as possible. Simo's going to continue to change his pattern of play, which I think we've seen some evidence of. But you've got to make every post a winner. Can't afford to mark up any first round and second round picks. And you've got to pluck a couple in the 40s and 50s to sort of accelerate that rebuild. Do you see uh, a mature age target that West Coast could go after that would help stabilise what is a young list and going to be a young list next year? Uh, I haven't really considered that, to be honest. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with a middle-aged senior midfielder. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they are out there. You've got to convince someone to come. You've got to pay them accordingly without interrupting your, your salary cap base. So I think talent is what it's all about. And if you can just get two or three support uh, players in there, it's going to help. On their injuries, have you seen a run of injury like West Coast have had in the last two seasons? Well, certainly not the last couple. I mean, and it's not just the the amount of injuries, it's who the injuries have been to. When you miss out on another generational talent, Matt Nui, for the best part of two years, that's that's robbing you of, you know, he's the most contested player in the game almost, and uh, one of the generational talent, Ruckman, best Ruckman I've ever seen. He'd be in the top five Ruckman the game has seen, but uh, unfortunately just didn't get to the line at the, the back end of his career. Same for Shuey. I mean, to rob the club of Shuey's dominance through the middle has been a real blow. Elliot Yo's just missed way too much footy, but the dynamic of Yo and McGovern in that side, we got a really strong reminder of uh, what Simpson's been missing out on over these uh, last 18 months, which is easy to sort of forget when you're a critic on the Eastern Seaboard in particular. Yeah, it's a good point on Elliot Yo. He's he's been crook for four years now. You are a physio. Can a bloke who's had yep. what starts at OP and becomes chronic soft tissue issues? Can you get him right after four seasons, or do they need to do they need to moderate how they use Elliot Yo, or or is it just that he's he's now a broken player? 
Well, I, I don't think you could say that given how well he played the other day. I mean, he was just fantastic against uh, the Bulldogs. He, he looked like the dynamic midfielder he was of four years ago. So whatever the solution is, I always believe there is a solution and, until you get to Luke Shuey's age and you, you've just run out of energy and you've run out of ideas and the body's telling you that the hamstrings just don't want you to run that fast and that long anymore. But for Elliot, you know, I'm, I'm still very hopeful he's got you know, three three years left in him at the, at the top end. And if he can be that, well, he's that dynamic midfielder that, you know, you don't have to go out and, and seek. You've got him in your club already. And maximising what you've got in the club is the number one issue that will be, I think, um, occupying the coach's time. Yeah, I think the sting in the tail about that with Elliot Yeo, you mentioned how well he played against the Bulldogs. He also ended up with a hamstring injury at the end of the game as well. So that's been that's been his problem, I guess, being able to play like that and, and recover. Jared, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming on the show today and uh, look forward to you speak, speaking with you again in the near future. Good on you, Duff, and uh, all the best to everyone over the finals. Jared Healy, of course, uh, one of the the great footy critics from over east and a bloke who loves coming to Perth. What do you think you can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line? And I'll get the number right this time. 0487 736 736. Or you can give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back with more after the break.